Welcome to day 191 of Shaped by the Word, season three, the story of the prophets. I'm Matt here with Katie and David, and we're continuing through Jeremiah's um, book. It's, it's been a, a long study through you know Jeremiah up to this point. The first 29 chapters, as David said yesterday, are filled with um, themes of judgment, and, and we see just how um, rebellious God's people are, and, and and not just in the in the small ways you know that we might. Um, look at it and say, oh, not, I mean, we're seeing small ways of rebellion, big ways of rebellion. And and even as the Lord continues to um, speak about the sin of his people, we're going to see just how far they were, you know, engrossed in the in the idol worship mm-hmm. of, of other nations. And um, we'll see their own idolatry, uh, even going so far as offering their kids as sacrifices mm-hmm. to other gods. And and so God looks at his people and he, he judges them for it. He says, your hearts are far from me. You know, you, you don't you don't worship me, you don't obey me, you, you don't love me. Instead, you love all these other things. And and so judgment's coming. And, and then we made kind of this turn yesterday in chapter 30 where the Lord looks and says, but hey, comfort is on its way as well, that there is um, there is restoration that, that will arrive. And so we're continuing um, in Jeremiah 31, and we're going to continue as he's unpacking this restoration, that a great restoration is coming. We're we're only going to read the first part of Jeremiah 31, so we're going to miss out today on the getting to the aspects of the new covenant that we just absolutely love. But even before we get there, I mean, Jeremiah has been hinting at this, that the new covenant is coming, that the Lord is going to do a great work. We're going to see more of those themes in, in Jeremiah 31 before we get to the actual new covenant passage. But um, Jeremiah is going to give us, we'll, we'll see some of these themes um, in this chapter, he'll give us some themes that a new exodus is coming. So you'll see some allusions back to the previous exodus where God rescued his people out of Egypt, but a greater rescue is coming. Um, and so before we read Jeremiah 31, um, David, would you pray for us? Yeah. Father, thanks so much for your word. Thank you for the way it informs us of you and your heart and your character and invites us not just to know your story, but to actually find our place in your story and, and for the story of scripture to inform how we live today. And we see so much of that through the prophets. And so open our eyes to hear, open our, um, our, our ears to hear, our eyes to see that we could behold wonderful things in your word. We pray us all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Jeremiah 31. At that time declares the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel and they will be my people. This is what the Lord says. The people who survive the sword will find favor in the wilderness. I will come to give rest to Israel. The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. I will build you up again and you virgin Israel will be rebuilt. Again, you will take up your timbrels and you and go out to dance with the joyful. Again, you will plant vineyards on the hills of Samaria. The farmers will plant them and enjoy their fruit. There will be a day when watchmen cry out on the hills of Ephraim, Come, let us go up to Zion, to the Lord our God. This is what the Lord says, Sing with joy for Jacob, shout for the foremost of the nations. Make your praises heard and say, Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I will bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the ends of the earth. Among them will be the blind and the lame, expectant mothers and women in labor. A great throng will appear. They will come with weeping. They will pray as I bring them back. I will lead them beside streams of water on a level path where they will not stumble. Because I am Israel's father and Ephraim is my firstborn son. Hear the word of the Lord, you nations. Proclaim it in distant coastlands. He who scattered Israel will gather them. 
and will watch over the flock like a shepherd. For the Lord will, de- will deliver Jacob and redeem them from the hand of those stronger than they. They will come and shout for joy on the heights of Zion. They will rejoice in the bounty of the Lord. The grain and the new wine and the olive oil, the young of the flocks and herds. They will be, they will be like a well-watered garden and they will sorrow no more. Then young women will dance and be glad, young men and, and old as well. I will turn their mourning into gladness. I will give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. I will satisfy the priests with abundance, and my people will be filled with my bounty, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. A voice is heard in Ramah, mourning and great weeping, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. This is what the Lord says. Restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work will be rewarded, declares the Lord. They will return from the land of the enemy. So there is hope for your descendants, declares the Lord. Your children will return to their own land. Pause it's right hard there. To stop there I know. Right? We want to keep going. Cliffhanger. You know, but but for as much as we've seen uh, up to this point in, in Jeremiah, just uh, messages of judgment and a lack of joy, a, a lack of celebration. You, you have to love the theme, and it was picked up in chapter thirty-one of, you know, hey, rejoice, sing with joy, shout with the foremost of the nations, make your praises heard. That the Lord is doing a great work that's going to result in the the joy of His people, and and so. Um, you know, as we read this, what are some things that stand out to you? That's one of them. I mean, I don't know. I was just reading this thinking like, man, I think we need to kind of recapture like the joy of the Christian life mm-hmm. and the prophets invite us into that. You know, this is what Jeremiah is inviting us into. I see like in verse 13, he's like, I will turn your mourning into your mourning into gladness. I'll give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. And yeah, like there is a lot that brings sorrow in the world a lot that brings mourning and sadness but there is this invitation into like joy and we see them dancing and singing and it's like do i ever not that you have to go dance right now but like do i ever am i excited about what god's done and 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 this is the people who they've gone through exile and and then we have so many more promises in christ jesus and so just that joy of of following christ and that he knows us and we're loved and secure and Mm -hmm. I can get there, but often I seem to not like stay there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just see the invitation to, to dwell on what God has done and that leading to joy offered here in Jeremiah. And I need to take advantage of the invitation way more than I do. That's good. I can't help but see Psalm 23 in this passage. Mm -hmm. I mean, even just when he says, in verse nine, I will lead them beside streams of water on a level path where they will not stumble. I mean, that's almost word for word, leading beside streams of water. And um, of course, and then same verse, because I'm Israel's father, God is calling himself Israel's father, such a personal relationship that he has with these people, with his people. Um, And then how he talks about um, just, just above that, I'll bring them from the land of the North, gather them from the ends of the earth. Among them will be the blind and the lame expectant mothers and women in labor. I mean, these are some of the most vulnerable people out there and, um, such a, just a sweet picture of God gently leading these vulnerable people that he loves back home, I think is 
what an image um, of a of a gracious and faithful God to do what He says He's going to do. Um, so definitely. And then I was thinking, wow, that reminds me of that he is a good shepherd. And then of course he talks about how he's, he calls himself, um, he who scattered Israel will gather them and will watch over his flock like a shepherd. So he is, he is calling himself the good shepherd. Jesus calls himself the good shepherd. It's just so cool to see those connections. Um, and just to, to see this wonderful, powerful God who, calls himself a shepherd and guy and guides the weakest. I just think that's just so beautiful. Yeah. And it, it's encouraging to see that the Lord is going to be the one to do this. Cause mm-hmm. it, I mean, we could read a lot of this and think, you know, oh, is that, is Israel ever going to get their act together and, and mm-hmm. you know, finally get themselves out of exile? Or are they ever going to become the nation that, that God desires them to be, you know, are they going to muster up their own strength? And, and yet, even in chapter one, the very first verse, he's like, I will be their God, you know, of all the families mm-hmm. of Israel, and they will be my people, which is the covenant, is the, you know, promise that we, we right. get, especially in the new covenant. But he says, I will come and give rest to Israel. And you keep reading verse 11, he says, for the Lord will deliver Jacob and redeem them from the hand of those stronger than they. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and yet the love that the, the hand of those stronger than they, they're not going to be able to lift the hand off themselves, but I will come and give them rescue, you know, which is... You know, we talked about one of the ways the Bible speaks about it is the Lord's, you know, mighty hand, mm-hmm. his, his outstretched arm, that he is the one who is capable of rescuing and redeeming his people. He did it in the past, bringing Israel out of Egypt, and he's going to do it again. And so that, that's where you get, you know, this come and, and bringing a people out of a, a land into a now land again that's their own, giving them rest, leading them into the wilderness, mm-hmm. you know, these, these um, themes of a previous exodus but a new exodus is coming mm-hmm. a new and better a new and better yeah well let me pray for us father we do thank you um, for the grace we have in christ jesus we thank you for the reality that a new and better exodus has come in christ and and so um, we thank you for your word we thank you for the co- comfort we draw from it from the conviction as well and and father we pray that we would be a people who are marked by joy by by song, by praise, because of what you've done, that you've saved your people and brought us into relationship with you. So thank you that you are our God and we are your people. Would we live faithfully um, with you today? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.